today. We finished our 12 hours of prayer. We started on Wednesdays, as, as most of you know, we start at 6 in the morning, we go to 6 at night, and we have two-hour prayer watches, and people come and go within the two-hour slots, and we, uh, Wednesday night is dedicated to coming, to bringing what we heard, what the Lord has said during those two-hour watches, come back and encourage all the, we encourage the watch leaders or anybody from the watch, anybody who was here during the watch to come and to, and to share what the Lord was saying. So, and I know from the people I talk with today, when it was raining, everybody was, was concerned about the rain, and but now the rain's not raining, and we'll see how many of them have made it back from that. But I wanted to share one scripture. That I, have a, I have a couple of places today that the Lord met me in, in my prayer watch and then in, in other times when I was in the sanctuary and in the building. But um, Isaiah 53, verse 10, was a place, and I'll let Kelly pull it up in that, but it was a place where the Lord met me. Let me see if this is the same version. That's not the right one. Maybe it's not Isaiah 53, 54. Let me find it. How about Isaiah 53, verse 10? Shares the same page. 53, that's not it. Where is it? How about 5410? That's it, 5410. See, it shares the same page. There it is. For the mountain shall depart and the hills be removed, but my kindness shall not depart from you, nor shall my covenant of peace be removed, says the Lord, who has mercy on you. And it just today when, when that scripture came up in our prayer time and that I was just, you know, there's so many things today that are happening in our world. You know, whether it's, you know, maybe, maybe it's not mountains being departed and, and, and hills being removed, but, but there's a lot of stuff that just happens every day. And if you, if you're watching the news or if you're, or if you're, if you spend time and you listen to what's being said, like Rosie said, you can, you can't go pretty much anywhere without hearing somebody say something. And it's usually not, it's not that, it's not a positive place. But I was so drawn to this today because it says, my kindness shall not depart from you and my covenant of peace shall not be removed and that the Lord has mercy. And they just in the midst of all the stuff that we, we hear every day, just for me, all of a sudden I was just reminded and said, God, you're not, doesn't matter how bad it gets, doesn't matter what I'm in the midst of, what I, what I think's important or what's, or, or how things are going, that you said that your kindness, and it's the kindness of God that leads us to repentance. It's the kindness of God that helps us to remember and to think a new thought. So just today when we came across this, I just started praying and asking the Lord, Lord, I want to have a new thought today. I want to have a different thought. I want to think something new. That's what repentance is. And I, and I know that in the midst of it, you'll get, when, I, when I hear your voice, then, then I, will, I will get peace. 
I'll have a place of peace. So it doesn't matter what's around, what's happening, what's, what's going around and that. But the Lord's desire for all of us is to come into a place of peace today. Not peace like no, circum, no circumstances, no trials, no situations, but peace that we carry in our heart. Right? It's a peace that says that it's the peace of God that passes our understanding that guards our heart and our mind. See, I need it to guard my heart. That's sometimes the easy place, but I need it to also guard my mind because it's my mind that wanders off and gets afraid. It's not my heart, it's my mind and that. So if, if that's something today you'd like, and if you want to get it, then if you just stand up and receive, I'd like to just pray that over us and for everyone online, and then we'll go and see what other people heard during their watch. So Heavenly Father, I thank you. Thank you that your word says that it's your kindness that leads us to repentance and that you would give it to us. And that, Father, I thank you that you said in your word that you would not depart, your kindness would not depart from us, and that your covenant of peace would be removed and that you would give us mercy. So today, Father, I want to receive from you a new thought. I want to receive a new way of thinking concerning you and concerning your circumstances, your covenant. I want to receive that. I want to receive your peace that passes understanding that would guard my heart and my mind inside of Christ Jesus. And I'm thankful. I'm thankful for your mercy, that your mercies are new every morning. So we receive new mercies today. Not that we, we do not deserve it, but we receive it from you, fresh and new, new mercies. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, you guys can be seated. Thank you. If there's... I'm looking around. I'm trying to see if there's anybody here from the early watch. Eddie's here. So, Eddie, if you want to come up. And then, Dennis, were you here this morning? I didn't get a chance. Okay, so after, Den after Eddie, if you had something, that'd be awesome. This morning, there was something the Lord was um, showing us, and me in particular. And it kind of went like this. If you want to, if you want as an intercessor to touch the heart of God, you will have to stop praying like a Pharisee. Hmm. That means the pointing of the finger, those terrible people out there. And the Lord imparted on me, it was, was, the Lord was showing me one thing, he said, I want you to pray like Daniel prayed. So I went to the book of Daniel, and I just want to share that with you, if I may. Daniel chapter 9. Praise God. Starting from verse 3. The scenario here was Israel was in captivity. Israel was in exile. And Daniel was one of the three, like we are, we are all aware of. Young people that were carried into exile. Oh, I get it. <laughs> it's 
so what happened here was this. I started reading how Daniel prayed. And I just want to read it to you. Just, just, I don't know what the Lord is going to impart on you today, but just listen to the heart of Daniel. Then I set my face towards the Lord God to make requests by prayer and supplications with fasting, sackcloth, and ashes. And I prayed to the Lord my God and made confession and said, O oh Lord, great and awesome God, who keeps his covenant and mercy with those who love him and with those who keep his commandments, we have sinned and committed iniquity. We have done wickedly and rebelled even by departing from the precept and adjustments. And he went on, for seven, O Lord, righteousness belongs to you, but to us the shame of face as it is to this day. Now we all know that Daniel was a righteous man, but he identifies so strongly with the sin of his people, that they were practically his own sin. We have sinned. And so the Lord was showing me this. You either keep on praying like a Pharisee, or you pray like Daniel. That's good. So this was the lesson for me today. The scripture says in 1 John 2, 2, it says, sorry. And he himself is the atonement for our sins, not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. We are the one that the Lord seeks to bridge the gap. And we have to identify, we have to stop being self-righteous. If you don't mind, I, I, I just want to lead us in a quick prayer. Yes, Jesus. Without in mind. Lord Jesus, your blood speaks better things than that of Abel. Not of judgment, but of mercy. We have sinned against you, Lord. Whatever we see out there, the sins we see, we identify with our sins, Lord. So we come with you with a humble heart because we know you shed that blood not only for us, but for the whole world. Have mercy on us, O Lord, and bring revival to this country. Have mercy on us, O Lord, and revive your work in this land. Have mercy on our Lord Jesus. And come and transform us into... I'm drawing a blank here. But, um, kind of like the Phariseeism and the, and the and Abrahamic, uh, um, the right way and the... And, Abrahamic, uh, um, the right way and the wrong way to get stand before the Lord and and uh, oh yeah, we were talking about judgments, judgmental, being judgmental and and um, and uh, not to be uh, too judgmental on anyone, but uh, to just have com compassion and understanding on someone and um, it just touched me. Uh, when Jesus was, um, the King James Version it says, when Jesus heard it, he said to them, that's when the Pharisees are complaining because he was hanging around with uh, 
tax collectors and the 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 Pharisee, or the and the sinners and stuff. And uh, he said, "Well, uh, I have not come. I have not come for the help the physically or the healthy, but I've come for the sick." And then this one says, "I'm I did not come for the thought the." ones who think they're righteous but the ones that know they are sinners and um so that uh, that's that's i heard a, a sermon from a friend of mine one time and he went into that and it um it touched me greatly and it, it, it puts a it puts a hope in those a lot, all of us because we're all basically we're all in that same boat and anyone that thinks it isn't is is actually in the same boat but um um, I just thank you for the realization, Lord, that we are, we are, um, like in, um, uh, Ezekiel 30, I think 36, uh, talks about we are, in his eyes, we are just constantly sinning, and, but he, he gives us a heart of, uh, of flesh instead of a heart of stone, and everything we get is from the Lord, all of our goodness, all of our mercy, everything we have, even love is, not ours, but it's what the Lord shows us, and so we learn love from Him. And I just thank you, Lord, uh, that in our, in our fallen state, Lord, you you pick us up and you understand everything we do, because you're on the earth. You understood. You you felt the pain. You 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 became humble and submissive because of that. And now you sit at the right side of the Father, and as our priest and our King, and you look down on us and you understand us. And you guide us and counsel us. And um, I just pray right now, everybody, uh, that um, we would all stand and realize that we we are empty vessels. We are clay pots. We are, we are not to be lifted up. We, we don't lift ourselves up. But we become submissive to you and be at your feet, Lord. And that you would fill us. And I pray that in Psalms 23, it says, Anoint us my head with oil and my cup overflows. And I just see that when we're, when we're open and ready, he, he pours it on us, and then we overflow into others. And uh, I just thank you for that. I pray, pray for that realization through the air, to, to, through 2023, that humility is strength. And I just thank you in your only name. Thank you, Father. Amen. Thank you. Okay, anybody else? We had... Uh... Please, of course. I was reading this today. I just wanted to share a couple of scriptures. I read these often, and they help me throughout my day. First, I would like to thank the Holy Spirit who led me here today. And um, we don't have to stand, but can we at least clap for the Holy Spirit? Sure. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And usually some churches don't understand them. But once we understand Holy Spirit, everything comes together. Yeah. These are, um, this is just my daily reads. I try to read these. These are encouraging words. So this is um, Mark 16, 17. And Yeshua says, And these signs shall attend these who believe in my name. They shall cast out devils. That's Mark 16, 17. Mm -hmm. Luke 10, 17, 20. Now the 72 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject to us in your name. 
But he said to them, I was watching Satan fall as lightning from heaven. Behold, I have given you power to tread upon the serpents and the scorpions and over all the might of the enemy, and nothing shall hurt you. But do not rejoice in this, and that the spirits are subject to you. Rejoice rather in this, that your names are written in heaven. Thank you, Jesus. And there's one more. Second Corinthians 2.14. But thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph yes, in Jesus. Christ Jesus. Magnify, magnifying, manifesting through us in fragrance of his knowledge in every place. And, and I thank Yeshua and, and the Holy Spirit, Yeshua, Jesus Christ. I thank him for uh, just uh, making me a better human being, a better man in Jesus. I don't know if a, a man can be better unless you're with Jesus. Amen. 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 Thank you. Peter? Well, Peter's coming up. I just wanted to share. During the watch, one of the watches when I was in here, we had, uh, we, it was most of the day. Now, again, this, for some of you online, you're wondering why anybody would be so excited about rain. But California's in the midst of a drought, and so when, when, you know, when we're out here praying and asking God to send the Holy Spirit and to send us rain, and then all of a sudden it starts to rain, there's, there's an excitement to that. And I know you probably, maybe you're someplace else in the United States and you're, you're praying that it stops raining or snowing or whatever, but here we're asking the Lord for rain, both the, the physical rain and spiritual rain, the rain of Holy Spirit. So the scripture that came up, and I'm just going to read it, and then Peter, I know because Peter was late for his watch because of the rain. So he got stuck in traffic. So, But it's, uh, it's Psalm 65. And it says, uh, starting in verse 9, it says, You visit the earth and water it. You greatly enrich it. The river of God is full of water and you provide their grain. For so you have prepared it. The water, its ridges abundantly. You settle its furrows. You make it soft with showers. You bless its growth. You crown the year with your goodness, and your paths drip with abundance. The drops of your pastures of the wilderness, they drop on the pastures of wilderness, and the little hills rejoice on every side. The pastures are closed with, with flocks, and the valleys also are covered with grain. And they shout for joy, so they, and, and so also sing. So I just want to, I want to again, I want to give thanks today for the rain, yeah. both the physical rain, because the rain is, is a sign you know, I mean, we all know naturally that nothing grows without water. You know, you can't, you can't plant a seed in the ground and without water, it won't grow. So, so there was just, we had a time rejoicing over all of the prodigals 
rejoicing over all the names, that the rain is falling, that all the seeds that have been sown, all those that have been given, that have been put out there in prayer, have been declared out for, for, for a year and now continuing, that, that the rain is falling on them. It's falling on the pro- all the promises of God, a yes and amen in Jesus Christ, amen. and they're complete. But there's a, there's a, because even as Rosie spoke of abundance, it says here in verse um, 11, you crown the year with your goodness, that the Lord's crowning this year. We're starting our year in a place with rain and with his goodness being poured out upon us. And that, and that's both the physical rain and the rain of the Holy Spirit. So that tonight, if you're if if you're in need, if you have a place where you need something, the Holy Spirit's here. He's right here in the midst of us, where two or three gather in His name. He's there, and He's active. And in that, so I just want to again. I want to. I'm, I'm. I'm. We had such a, a time of rejoicing for the rain, the physical rain but also for the reign of the Spirit. So I just want to, again, I want to thank the Lord yes. publicly. I want to just say, Lord, I'm thankful. Thankful for sending California the rain. Yes. Thankful for it being soft and sweet. It was, it's, not, it's not tearing down hillsides and causing, causing trauma to homes, Jesus. You're causing it to be a gentle rain that, that soaks into the ground and it and it causes it's causing now seeds that have been planted the natural seeds to grow lord and we thank you for holy spirit that is the that is the rain of that is your rain of the spirit that that goes into all the seeds and does the exact same thing and it's causing growth and so we are expectant lord i'm expectant for for new growth and I'm expecting to see fruit without striving. I'm expecting to see see promises that have been delayed to come into fruition because of your reign in the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Jesus name. Thank you, Peter. Amen. And just picking up off of that, uh, Brian, um, I said last Wednesday evening in the service last, last week that the Lord spoke to me that this year, 2023, is going to be a year of faith and fruitfulness, or faith for fruitfulness. Mm. And I really see that. We've gone through the pandemic, if you want to call it that. We've gone through prodigal situations with our family members and friends, gone through financial situations because of the COVID-19, we've gone through all kinds of things, work changes. Some people have lost their jobs. Some people have moved out of the office into their homes. And there's been a lot of upheaval in people's relationships with family members. And now the Lord told me that um, in light of the fruitfulness, faith for the fruitfulness in this year, and the, the abundance that's talked about in the Psalm that Brian just read, the crowning this year with fruitfulness and abundance um, that we covered too when Rosie and Brian and I were here today with others, Lynn um, Gorosby and others. Um, he took me to the um, passage where the winter has passed. And I said in the mm. 
Hebrew calendar, the winter has passed now in January because they're three months ahead of us. Um, and we in the Gregorian calendar are just entering into the winter months. But soon, because of this rain that's coming, it says in Song of Solomon, chapter 2, verse 12, the flowers appear on the earth. And the time of singing has come. And I think that we need to be in preparing ourselves for this abundance, fruitfulness, and singing. The time of singing has come in the voice of the turtle dove. You know, the turtle dove that I mentioned is the most, one of the most loyal animals to its mate. It stays with that mate forever. The faithfulness of love of one turtle dove for the other. And if you ever look at the gentleness in a turtle dove, we have them in our backyard. The beauty, the peace that you see in that turtle dove and when you hear it whimper in the background at night there's peace that comes from the sound of the turtle dove it's heard in our land and the fruit tree puts forth her green figs and the vines with the tender grapes give us good strong smell rise up my love my fair one and come away he, this is the voice of the Lord saying to his bride, Solomon to the Shulamite, the metaphor that's created there for the church and, and Christ. Come away and be with the Lord. And one last scripture that relates to this is John 15, verse 7 and 8. If we could read that. He says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. By this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit. Being fruitful. God's desire is for you to be fruitful. What other reason? So that you, so that also you, my joy, he says, so that your joy may be full. You bear much fruit so that you will be my disciples. And he goes on to talk about, in verse 11, these things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. Not partial, but full. And I believe that God's going to give us fruitfulness with joy this year. Mm -hmm. But I want to emphasize verse 7. We are going on a program of reading through the scriptures this year from Genesis to Revelation. And that's half of verse 7, abiding in the word. But let us not forget the first part, if we abide in the Father, in Christ. They are so important that they're done together. And so, yes, we're praying as we're reading the word, we're meditating, we're uh, proclaiming, but God is saying, let's make sure that it's balanced with spending time with him in his word. And they need each other because Christ is the word. The word balances and checks any experiences we might have, but abiding in that mystical, supernatural experience that we can have with him that takes us out of the religious this of the Christian faith 
into that deep, intimate relationship with him. He says, spend time with me. That's the Shulamite woman with Solomon spending time with each other, walking through the gardens, looking at the fruit that God has brought forth from his reign of grace and blessing. And just so I, let's all stand and release that intimacy as we're reading through the scriptures from beginning to end this year, let's release also the most important part that we connect with him. Mm -hmm. That we're connecting with him, not just with the words of the Bible, we're connecting with him. Knowing how to get into his presence, learning to hear his voice. For my sheep know my voice, that's you. That's me. We can know his voice. The Spirit can speak to us. The Holy Spirit prompts us. Do this, do that. Don't go there, go here. Thank you, Jesus. Learning the promptings, the voice of the Lord. Spending time talking to God. Praising, loving him. Adoring him. Spending that quiet time with him. And maybe that's after you read the word. Sometime it might be before you're reading the word. Sometime it won't involve the word at all. It's just you walking and talking at lunchtime with him. Or the night before you go to sleep, you're, you're abiding him. You can feel his presence in your bedroom or in your car. Abiding in Him. And when you combine that with reading the Word, meditating on it, praying the Word, when you're doing that together, because they're interrelated, every mystical experience, yes, you have to be a mystic to be a Christian too, <laughs> not just a scholar in the Word. <laughs> every mystical sense of His presence combined with you touching reading his meditating his word that's the full experience that brings fruit that brings the joy you're touching god you're touching his word you're made whole amen we loose that amen. in jesus name. jesus we receive that jesus in jesus name would you like to go becky Yeah, um, I got in prayer last night. I was praying for someone. I was interceding. And um, it continued today during our prayer watch. And it's from uh, Jeremiah 51. Um, how many of you have had a season of praying something, but if you were honest, you're not really believing anything's really gonna change because you've been praying it for so long. You've been either interceding, praying for yourself, whatever, and you kind of have stopped anticipating that anything's gonna change. You just know God is your, is your source and you have to pray 
and this is important to you, so you pray it. But the expectation is not there. If we could, before going to Isaiah 50, or Jeremiah 51, if we can go back to the, the scripture that Pastor Brian started with, uh, Isaiah 54.10, I think mm -hmm. it is. I wasn't going to share this, but then when he said this, I saw it again. It says, for the mountains shall depart and the hills be removed. In, Isaiah, in Jeremiah 51, and we can leave this one up just for a minute, please, Kelly. In Jeremiah 51, it talks about the, um, the Babylonians. The Babylonians were a type of Satan and his demonic forces. They were favored in the beginning. They lost. They started worshiping idols and doing other things. And God said, no more. And then he came against them. Um, and they came against God's elected people, the, the Israelites. And one of the things in here, it says that he would level the mountains, that God would level the mountains of the Babylonians, and that he would come against them to take rocks out from the mountain. And last night when I saw this, it's not in the scripture, but I saw it as I was meditating on that one particular verse, I saw uh, the person I was praying for, they were standing on the mountain, they had just climbed it and were exhausted. And they, and they almost didn't even know they were on top of the mountain. They were so used to climbing and so used to um, striving to get this, I, I have to get up there, I have to get to the mountain, I have to believe, I have to do everything I'm supposed to do, I have to praise God now, I've got to read the word, I've got to do this, I've got to do that, that they didn't even know that they had, that they really weren't expecting to ever get to the mountaintop. But I saw that mountain, the Lord himself removing stone by stone till that mountain was pulverized and it was under their feet. And for the first time they were able to see what they couldn't see before because they were so busy trying to climb the mountain. And, and the Lord says, I have come to this place. He says, but my kindness shall not depart from you. That means each one of us. Mm -hmm. Nor shall my covenant of peace be removed. That's the covenant of Jesus Christ who paid for us with his own blood. Yes, Jesus. That means I'm now standing on the pulverized uh, mountain that refused to move when I told it to. And God said, when you speak to the mountain, it shall be removed. And be it, this mountain had not been removed. And that's not right. And that's not okay. And the Lord says, I'll remove it. I will pulverize it for you. I will take that mountain and put it under your feet so that you're able to see out. Yes. And the Lord says, I am raising up a people in this hour that will not be harassed or, or, or anything else by the enemy anymore and told they cannot uh, experience what the word of God says. That is a lie from the pit of hell. We are not only going to experience, but God himself is about to raise up a standard for those he has a covenant with that will take the Babylonians in our lives, those who have, who have said there is no God, there is no help for you in God. It will never happen for you. Just keep doing the stuff, but don't expect anything because how long has it been? And the Lord says, not so. In this hour, you will see the hand of God coming for you and doing it himself. It says, 
and he's talking to the Babylonians. Behold, I am against you, O destroying mountain, who destroys all the earth, says the Lord, and I will stretch out my hand against you, roll you down from the rocks, and make you a burnt mountain. They shall not take from you a stone for a corner, nor a stone for a foundation, but you shall be desolate forever. He's talking about the Babylonians. God is about to take that which has been lying and cheating and stealing and delaying. And, he's, and God is saying, enough is enough is enough. My people have stood the best they could, but now it's time for me to take over. And God's about to step into it. It also says and the, uh, in verse 29 of Jeremiah 51, and the land will tremble in sorrow for every purpose of the Lord shall be performed against Babylon. That means he's going to take he who has been lying and stealing and cheating and harassing you and tormenting you and, and, saying, and waving the flag saying, see, it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Just keep going to church, all will be well. But you, but you stop believing. God says, I am restoring that which has been lost. The faith that my people have laid down is about to come to them because they're going to see with their own eyes the salvation of their king. Yes, Jesus. And then it goes on uh, in verse 36. Therefore, thus says the Lord, behold, I will plead your case and take vengeance for you. Notice, you don't have to plead your own case. Mm -hmm. You don't have to take your own vengeance. You don't have to do anything. You, you can't do it anyway. You couldn't save yourself, much less anything else. All you have to do is what? What the Bible says, only believe, only believe. Fight the good fight of what? Faith. Keep your faith in him. Know, expect, and, and say, my God is for me. My, my God is not against me. And, and shut the door on the past. Whatever happened yesterday, the day before, 10 years before, you've been waiting for something for so long, and the Lord says, now you will see the, the mountain that was immovable, for you actually be moved and I will not only move it I will pulverize it and it'll be under your feet and you will trample on it and you will be able to see past into that which the Lord has already given us if that's you if you have been yes. praying for something for a long time if you have been standing if you if you would be honest and say I don't really expect all this stuff that they're telling me is going to happen because I've never seen it so far then please stand up Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I claim that the Babylonian, Father God, uh, demonic force is no longer going to be speaking to us. Our faith, Lord, is in your hands. We fight to keep, Father, our belief in you. And, we, and whatever we have taken for ourselves, whatever we have said, I've got to do something right. I can't do this. The reason I'm like that is because I didn't do this. I break all those lies off, yes, Father Jesus. God. And I say, my God is able. My God is for That's me right. and not against me. My God is, will come at his appointed time, and I will see the land of the living right now. I will see the goodness of God yes, right Jesus. now. And I say, all things are passed away. All things have become new. I am a child of God, a covenant uh, my God has a covenant with me of blood, and I stand on that covenant now and forever in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Yeah. 
as Ali's coming up, I agree, Becky, because right when you started reading that scripture in Jeremiah 51, I heard the scripture that we started last year in Second Chronicles 2020, and that, you know, if we, I mean, if you've been here at Jubilee for a little while, you've heard Pastor say it, but it was, it's, and I'll read verse 22, it says, uh, now when they, well, verse 20, it says, believe in the Lord your God and you will be established. Believe his prophets and you shall prosper. See, that was, that was the promise. But then he says in verse 22, and then they began to sing and praise the Lord. The Lord set ambushes against the people of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir who had come up against Judah and they were utterly destroyed. For the people of Mo Ammon and uh, Moab stood against the inhabitants of Mount Seir to utterly kill and destroy them. And then they had made the end of the inhabitants of Seir. Uh, they helped to destroy one another. So see, it's that same thing. It's that it's those armies that have come against you. It's that place in the that has been that has been contending against that's that is that has raised its head and said god's not for you and god's not god's not going to do this so it's that it's the part in um in matthew which we may get to in a minute but there's that just says if if right matthew 4 if god if god you know our response is it is written right it's it is written it's not it's if's a doubt word so he's just, but the scripture is the same thing. It's those mountains are, those mountains will be cast into the sea, but they may be cast in, in, in small pieces after they're crumbled too, right? Because they have to be destroyed. And this is the same place. It's that, it's the inhabitants of those that have come against God, the promises in your life that God is going to utterly destroy them. And it's not by anything you can do. It's your eyes are on him. Your eyes are, are praying. Your, your mouth is praising. You're believing. But it's an, it's an active. It's not, a, it's not a passive place, which is what I think you were saying. Is we've, we've got ourselves away from the... We've gotten... Because of a long delay of hope being deferred, we get, you, I, I'll say me, I tend to get passive in my prayer as opposed to be remembering and saying, wait, God, it's not me that's going to do anything. It's all you. You will defeat the enemy. You will utterly destroy. You will remove the mountain. So, oh, I, I agree. Um, at one point when I was just, I was praying during one of the watches and I was sitting back there, and not in the circle, but a little bit, a couple rows behind, and I felt, I kept seeing this picture and feeling this tug of like, go lay hands on the buckets, but I felt this draw to like draw, like lay hands on the bucket as if like it represented a person, like grab hold of it and bring it close to you. And so I just sat there and like, and, and took hold of, um, the bucket and for those of you that don't know we have these buckets and they're filled with people's names um our own names other people's names any place that any person that we feel like the lord draw to to intercede for them and to cause their heart to return to the lord or to meet the lord for the first time and so i um just like grabbed hold and started to pray and i felt um this scripture to be released um as if it was the people inside of the bucket or the basket, mm. as if it was their prayer to pray on behalf of 
of the people represented. Um, and it's from Psalm 18, just the beginning, verse 1. And it says, I will love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. My God, my strength in whom I will trust. My shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. And um, I, as, I, as we were praying and everything, I kept getting this sense that, like, it's the Lord's power. The Lord is my salvation. The Lord is my stronghold. I trust in the Lord. And I, so, like, as the words were coming out and as he was kind of, like, um, bringing my mind back to different parts of, that, of those verses and of that scripture, um, I kept getting this sense that, like, to declare the power of the Lord, you're powerful, you're my salvation, I'm not my salvation, my own hands without the Lord attached to them can do nothing, even, I don't even have goodness apart from the Lord, I, there's nothing here that um, is anything except the Lord, but the reason that that is for me and for many of us kind of a moot point is because for the rest of eternity, we are not just our own hands. We're not without the Lord. Um, we have him where we're, we no longer even have a sin nature. We've attached onto his nature. We're, we're, you know, even when we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, he's with me. That's our, that's our um, hope is that we're, he leads us. In other words, we're with him. And, um, so I just wanted to release that, and I feel like it goes with what my mom was saying, what Pastor Brian was saying about this place of being led by the Lord up a mountain, and sometimes it not even feeling like we're going up a mountain. Sometimes it might feel like we're falling down the mountain. Sometimes it might feel like we don't know what the heck we're doing, or you know, whatever it feels like. The reality is, though, because he's faithful, that wherever we're walking, that if we're attached to him, he's leading us somewhere. And, um, and all that he is comes with us on our journey. All that is in Jesus mm -hmm. comes with me, is in me, is with me on that journey. Um, and so it's not my own strength that gets me to the top of the mountain. It's not my own understanding of how to climb a mountain or how to use all those devices that, that rock climbers use and mountain climbers use and, you know, relying on other people. No, it's the power of God. It's only the power of God that gets me up there. It's only his righteousness. It's only his salvation. He is the author and the finisher of our faith. So I just want to release that. Um, yes. Yeah, Holy Spirit, I just thank you for being the one that um, is our, that spirit of wisdom and revelation, the spirit of life, the, the, the one that leads us to him, that even sets our minds on things above, that even gives understanding to what he's saying, that allows us to, to walk with him. And I, we're so grateful, Holy Spirit, for your work in our lives and for what you're doing and in any way that we have um, feel like we've let go of your hand or we've mm. said, I'm, I don't want 
I don't even believe you're walking with me anymore. I don't even believe I'm being led anymore. I'm, I feel lost. In any place, God, where it's like, it's like that I believe, Lord, help my unbelief. In any place where it's like I've silently given up or silently um, surrendered to, to other things besides the truth of the gospel and the reality of Jesus Christ and, you know, him and him crucified. That's real. That's the reality we live in. But in any way where I've let go or, or whatever, or stop believing, whatever it is, Father, we just not only turn from that, but not even in our own strength. We look at the face of Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. And the one that we recognize is the one that's getting us there, is the one that's um, making all of our, our equipment ready to climb up the mountain. He's unhooking from one hook and hooking on to the next hook and mm -hmm. then hooking on to the next one. And he, um, I had an experience uh, years ago where I was, we did this ropes course and it was super high and I'm already not liking heights as it is. But I was too short to reach the, you know, we had, as we were going along this, there was like a cable above and then a cable that you're walking on below. And then you're attached to the cable above and you're kind of holding on to just one little thin kind of rope and trying to walk across to the other side. And I was too short to unhook. When it was time to unhook to get to the new place for that section of the rope, I was, I couldn't do it. I was too short. And there was a, a tall guy that came after me that was less afraid of heights and um and also tall and he unhooked one at a time and and rehooked it to the next thing for me and rehooked it and then he followed behind me so that when i got to the next point he unhooked that and and rehooked it to the next one for me and i just feel like that's what you're doing father right now and i'm so grateful that i don't have to be tall enough to reach all the things yes, but you are God and I just thank you and I we invite you again into our journey of life we invite you again to be our shepherd we invite you again to be the head of our life God to be um, you're already the author but but yes, we Jesus. in we welcome the fullness of um, being the the where we are now and the finisher and um i just welcome you to be god i welcome you to be lord and to have all authority all authority god even even when the enemy comes against us comes in like a flood you raise up a standard against yes, the enemy Jesus. you god it's you and so I just thank you that you are taking your place. We don't have to convince you. You've never slacked off on your job. And I just thank you. We declare you faithful. You are faithful. And I just thank you, Father, for getting us one day to the next day to the next day. You're, you're unhooking and rehooking as we need that, Father, and to get us to the next place. And I just thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Allie. Well, we only got a few minutes left, so I just want to share a, a little bit from what our, um, you know, we've been reading through, I think Peter mentioned it about reading through the scriptures. 
this year. And if you haven't gotten the, the schedule, we have it there. You can go on our website if you're watching online and you can download that uh, scripture. But today and we had Matthew 4. And I, I just, though I've, I've read this many times, I just was drawn to today, starting in verse 3, where it says, Now when the tempter came to him, Jesus, he said, If you are the Son of God, command that these stones become bread. And you know the story. It goes on in the next, in, a, in verse 6, and says to him, If you are the Son of God, throw down your, throw yourself down, for it is written, even the enemy in the midst of it can use scripture to try to convince you to do something that's that's that that's putting you in a place of doubt but and then the last one is uh, verse 9 it says and he said to him all these things I will give you if you will fall down and worship me see the enemy's always going to come it's like what Becky was saying with the, the Babylonians and that he's always going to come with that place of, of if. He's going to bring a doubt. He's going to come and try to sow into you just that little bit that God's not able. Or he's going to say you're not able so that you'll disconnect from your relationship with God. Or he's going to tell you that what you did or what you didn't do disqualifies you from God being able to do what he... So he's always got doubt. If is that is that place of doubt in that. But in all three occasions, Jesus came back and said, it is written. So I think that as this year, as we're kind of reading through the scripture and that, I'm looking for the things that God is saying to me from his scripture that is written, that he's saying, so that I have those, I have that place, I have those promises, I have the word that he's speaking. You know, Hebrews uh, 3 says, Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. Do not let the ifs in, right? There's a, you take that place of it is written and you say, no, that's what God said. And if God said it, he's going to do it. He's going to hold it even if, and because, you know, it says we are in Romans today also, Romans 4, and it talked about Abraham and how Abraham was at a place where he couldn't, he couldn't, he was, as he put it, he says, I'm old, and my wife's old, older, even older. And he was no way we'll be able to, to have have kids. But but he believed in what the Lord had said. Right? It says, um, and so the Lord had said, So shall your descendants be. And Abraham believed that, and it was accounted to him as righteousness. That's the same parallel as it is written. Because see, Abraham didn't have it wasn't written yet for Abraham to have believed it from a writing. He had to believe what God was saying. So there's things, I just want to encourage you that as you're going through the scripture, as you're reading it, and that, to be looking and listening for the, the thing that God's speaking to you. What is he saying to you today? Today, if you hear his voice. If you hear his voice, if something comes alive, if something's highlighted or if something kind of jumps off the page or you, or you turn and you go, ooh, maybe I'll look on that a little bit more. That's that abiding that Peter was talking about. It's that abiding. Stay, the, linger there a little longer. Press on a little bit more. Talk to God a little bit more on it. See what he's got to say and then hold that place because that's the, 
that's the, the place of believing that's accounted to you as righteousness when you need it, when the ifs are coming. Because the ifs are always going to be there. The enemy's always going to come back. You know, it said later on in, in Matthew, it says, it says he, he, he departed for him basically until another time. Right? So there's always going to be another chance. He's always going to wait and try to come back in the midst of it. In the midst of the trials or the tribulation, he's going to come back and try to get another if in there. Right? But, but you're, we're building up by the, by the reading of his word and by the listening and abiding in it, we're building up the it is written so that when the ifs come, we have, that, we have the answer for it. So I want to bless you with that and I want to send you off into your week. So, Father, I thank you today. I thank you for your living word. It's living, it's powerful, it's sharp. It, it's, it is, it is, it's producing in us. It's showing who we are in our soul and our spirit and the bone in our marrow. And it's even a discerner of my thoughts and my intentions. So Father, I thank you for your living word. And I thank you that, that, that tomorrow as we read on in our, in our scripture, in your word, that we would hear your voice and then we would hold it. We would have that, we would continue in that conversation with you in that abiding place, in that place on our, in your word, in, in worship, in prayer, in our day, that we would hold that word and it would become part of us. It would become life because you said that man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of your mouth. So tomorrow, Lord, even today, we want to hear that. We want that new bread. We want that fresh bread that comes from you. And so I bless these here in the house. I bless you online with the ability to hear his word tomorrow, to be able to hear his voice, and to be able to get that fresh bread and to hold that place of the, it is written, it is written, and not to get pushed around by the swing because our enemies are in the midst of ambushes and being totally annihilated because of our because our eyes are on you, Jesus. And we thank you for it tonight. In Jesus' name, amen.